Hi, this is Karina Ganters, host of Behind the Pen, and you're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. your host for Behind the Pen. I'm an author of 14 books. I'm also an award-winning filmmaker with plenty of awards uh, from international film festivals. I can add that onto my CV now, it's just happened. Um, I'm also a podcaster, a radio host, and I run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing and promotion, everything from brainstorming right through until the marketing of the actual book. Um, I want to thank my sponsor for today. Voyage into the final frontier with Twin Cities Trekkies. Hosted by Wes Huntington and Mackenzie Flickinger. We talk about everything from the original series all the way to Star Trek Strange New Worlds and everything in between. Join us every Wednesday on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And as Spock would say, Live long and prosper. Okay. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to my guest today. His name is Marcus Carter. Welcome to the show, Marcus. Hey, Karina with the K. How are you doing? Uh, <laughs> learned a lot about the show. I'm happy to be privileged enough to be one of your guests. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do this. Yes, no, I'm happy you're here. And uh, thank you for, like I said, researching because a lot of people don't. I give them the link. They want to come on the show. I said, please watch some shows, see how it works. And you're the first person to actually say you watch one. So thank you for that. Um, well, I think when you do these shows, you really you want the connection. So you want to see, get a feel for the host as well as the host wants to get a feel for you. So I feel like we all should do our homework. So shame on all those people that don't. You got it. I love it. Okay, Marcus Cart, where are you from? Chicago, Chi-Town. Chicago, Chicago, the home of the pizza. <laughs> Home of the pizza, home of the Chicago Cubs and Oprah, Michael Jordan. Wow. And hopefully one day I'm on that list. Yeah, is that what you're trying for, is it? Yes, ma'am. Right, so Behind the Pen is about people that work with a pen. You could be an artist, an illustrator, a writer, um, a musician, and the list goes on. So what do you use your pen for, Marcus? Well, I try to be as cool as you, Karina. My bio needs to get to that level. I'm only at book number five, okay. uh, so I'm nine away from 14. <laughs> but even past that, really using every creative neuron blood vessel I have to take my experiences, be able to package them into something that will be serviceable to my audience and to my clients. So I really uh, take a huge cue from what do they need to hear? Uh, what would they like to hear? And how do I put that in a box where we all take something from it and have fun? Uh, for me, that's really where it came from. Yeah, putting uh, things in the box, um, that's like branding yourself. And it's so difficult when you're an entrepreneur, but you're more than just one thing, you know? Exactly. It's, it's really hard to brand yourself, but branding is very important because it gives you that style People recognize the logo, people recognize the name. And of course, that's what you want. You want people to recognize 
this uh, your branding but it's like I say it's difficult when you're doing more than one project um, how do you separate that I mean you've got your hands in quite a few things so um, do you brand yourself in in one type of work and then you have something else with a, a, another business or do you have it all to package it all together I wish I was cool enough to say that um, I was that one entrepreneur that was able to take all of these skills and just come out of the gate with them in a streamlined process. Um, to be honest with you, that was my biggest challenge for my first years in business. Like, um, how do I go talk to somebody about real estate, but at the same time chime in there that I, I wrote an urban romance novel, or I have mixtapes out, or um, that I'm doing, I'm doing a mentorship program in Inglewood, Illinois to uh, distress youth. So for a long time, it was like, okay, how do I be me, have fun, come off professional, and then let people know all the things that I create. And I struggled with it for a long time. And really how we get in front of each other, I think I finally figured it out. Really? Tell me, what's yeah. the secret? Um, I think it has a lot to do with finding what your authentic voice is. You know, mm -hmm. I would do a, a, two years ago, you might've caught me doing a podcast like this and without doing the homework and finding out the, the vibe of the host, I would be sitting here dry trying to give you a motivational speech on a podcast when it should be everything that you talked about. Like, let's have a conversation. And now it's easier to say, hey, let's go look at this building and talk about your investment portfolio. But by the way, um, when I was figuring things out, the way I channeled my energy was to, I wrote my first book and self-published it. And it had a lot to do with X, Y, Z. So it's about yeah, making those exactly. symmetries that connect with your client. Connect, exactly. Most, most of your clients and your readers, they're similar to you. And that's why they gravitate towards you. So they have a million different things that they're good at. And they look to people like us to say, how do we do it? So it's important for us to share. I like that. I like that. I like the way that you've uh, combined it. You, you're able to do that with confidence now, instead of being scared to mention the book while you're talking to a client about real estate. Now, and it's hard to admit that. They're like, yeah, I was in <laughs> at a point like, do I want to tell this person that like, is that going to, it would terrify me. Yes. But now you have that confidence. That's brilliant. So books, it sounds like you're a nonfiction author and a fiction author. The first book, okay, we'll use this as the origin story question as well. So the first book that I wrote was a urban romance novel called You, Me, Him, and Her. And the reason I wrote that book is because at the time that I wrote it, I was in jail. So unfortunately, like so many other people of my hue, um, we don't figure stuff out until late. So I'm sitting there like, okay, I completely just fouled things up. Life completely just went a different direction. It's completely my fault, completely poor decision-making. I got it now, um, but I'm going to be parked for a little while. So how do I channel that energy? And I just started writing. So I wasn't able to write about things that I liked. And the only thing that I felt like I had a working knowledge of, of the time, which I later learned was completely false, was relationships. So I wrote a, so I wrote about, I love it. <laughs> I wrote about what I thought I knew. Um, and so my first book was a, a urban romance novel. And it was interesting because it was four or five characters and each chapter would be the same story, but from a different character's point of view. Mm. 
because I really wanted to, I wanted to do a novel. And again, it was detailed in my mind, but I couldn't really storyboard it where I was. I wanted to make sure that it wasn't a lot of female slander or male slander. So I wanted to get from the different points of views, but even the friends too, who play a large part in how relationships go. Um, and similar to what we just talked about as far as combining things, once my light bulb went off and then I come home and I hit the ground running, I'm public speaking, I'm telling people, hey, you need to, you can do what I did. I made some mistakes, let's focus on decision-making. And again, I didn't know how to insert an urban romance novel, but then the process of it, hey, I hit a low point and I had a choice that I can make about what I was gonna do moving forward. And in that particular moment, I decided to write a book. Now that part, you can insert into any conversation because most people, most readers, clients, we all follow stories. So craft it into a story where it's not like, okay, I'm trying to give you relationship advice. This is just an example, a testimony of my story. How did it go? I mean, how did, when you finally got the book published, did you self-publish or you find a publisher? Did you get sales? I self-published self and I looked, like I say, when I did research on your show, I also did research on your services. I was one of those people that thought the top of the mountain was just publishing the book. <laughs> well, I was like, once it got published and I had a copy in my hand, I was like, I'm done. And then later you find out that like, hey, the, the people that I got it to, they like it, they want another one, having to reach the readers, engage the readers. Um, again, that's a, that's a whole nother podcast. I would need, a, I would need a, a intervention from you on that one. And that took a long time as well. Like, how do I utilize this book? How do I utilize my platform? So after this one book, now you've got the experience and now you've learned from your first mistakes with, with writing and because you always get better after each book anyway. What was your second book? What did you lean against? What, what came up next? Initially, to be honest with you, the creative aspect of writing books isn't what caught me first. Um, where I went after that, after that situation of writing the the first book, it was 90% uh, of the time I would end up in rooms with small business owners, uh, started doing consulting, um, things like that. So again, an urban romance novel didn't kind of hit. Yeah, it wouldn't really get into conversation. But I started to also see how being an author could get you into those rooms. People don't necessarily fact check an author and say, where did you go to school? They just said, what was your last book? Where can I find it? Um, so my second book really was a business card. Uh, it got me yeah, into thanks. a lot of rooms so I can, so I can promote my services and use avenues similar to this podcast as a yeah. 30, 45 minute commercial, um, and tell people about the book. So the second book was the naked truth, where as I'm starting to jump into that space, so it's a clash between people that knew me one way. And now 90% of the time I'm in a shirt and tie and I'm in a corporate setting and it was conflict. So the second book, The Naked Truth, was really letting my readers, letting my audience know, where do these thoughts come from? Why is it that the, um, why is it that I think hard work is the way to accomplish everything? Why is it that I think, well, a person should think long and hard before just committing to college, before possibly exploring what their true skill set is? Where did those things come from for me? And a lot of my readers were curious, like, Oh, for example, The Matrix is my favorite movie of all time. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar. So oh, I know the I know the trilogy well. 
So it's like people were shocked to know that like, hey, a lot of things I think about stuff, it kind of came from that because you'll go to a speaking engagement. I was like, that was great. You're a great young guy. And like, where did that come from? It was like, Neo told me, Neo showed <laughs> us all that this is what, and it, finding a way to use the, the, the books to be a platform because not everybody's going to catch a podcast or it might not be their time where hey, when they're reading that book, that's another opportunity to interact with the client. So, so was, yeah, it, it wasn't a, a how to. You weren't giving advice really to people um, to do with um, your business and what you were, your consulting business, your um, uh, selling uh, property business and author business. It was more... Um, a bio of where you came from and where you're going and um, advice to other people that were lost and didn't know what path to take from where we were there. from the conversation we're having I was still in that incubator stage about how to properly leverage a book mm. I had figured out that like my content probably should follow the um, the interest of my readers but I hadn't properly figured out, okay, I had my, I was doing real estate at the time, but I still hadn't figured out they were completely separate. If you knew me one way, you didn't know me another way. Um, so I was still in incubator mode at that time. Right. You, but you see the progression through the books where it's like, okay, I can, that book directly ties to who I would be in the room in front of when I'm speaking. And you see the progression. Hopefully. So did you, did you in the end do the, the um, how-to books and um, give your, opinion on um the words that you do and uh the um, a lot of the stuff that i was doing um that was in the more tutorial how do you how do i do or how can i help basically how can i help you um a lot of that came in the form in more of a digital space so that was me starting to explore social media um, video blogs, things like that. And again, my books were still kind of separate where you couldn't pick up a book and understand how you could leverage real estate to build a wealth portfolio. Right, you, you hadn't still couldn't understand that. Um, and again, it's, it's so interesting talking to you right now. It's like, now you can look back in, in retrospect and you'll be like, ah, you still didn't have it there. You still, you still didn't have it. And even the next book still didn't have it. It's the but only at the... That doesn't matter because what it is, you've done something that others aren't doing because others just jump straight in and do a how-to book of everything they've learned from other people and they sell that book and then they hear other ideas and they do the next book from other ideas they've heard from other people and they're just copying. And what you've done is you've, you've gone step-by-step step through the stages of... Um, building yourself up to who you are and not just um, giving advice and, and letting people know, um, uh, how can I say, um, your, your next direction without it sounding like this is what you should be doing and I know what I'm talking about. Right. You get there. I mean, once you've got the experience and you can, of course, write a how-to book, if you have already but i love that you've done this slow stepping stones to get to the stage where you are qualified enough to be able to write a book and be 100 confident in that book 
that that person who needs that book is going to get the help they need for that you subject. Be my you should be my conscience because like that sound is so awesome the way you put it. Um, but I really, it's the truth. Um, I'm on the precipice of releasing my fifth book. Uh, it's called the Black Wealth Bible. Um, and I finally feel like I figured out what you're talking about. Like, okay, it's authentically me. It's what I would like to talk about in a language that my audience receives it. It's pertinent information that I feel like it's urgent at this point in time for a lot of the situations that we're dealing with. And it's a how-to book that won't come off like a how-to book. It'll be similar to your show. It'll come off like a conversation with my audience. And it, to your point, um, it's a journey. It took a lot of time to kind of hone that conversation, but it's kind of like meeting a new person. You got to find your levels, your, your equalizers till you get a, a, a nice ecosystem working in a good symbiotic relationship. Those are my, that's my big word for the day. I like it, symbiotic. How, how do you say that, Gib? Symbiotic. Symbiotic that's relationship, okay. Basically, you found your path. It took you a while, but you have found the path that you were supposed to be put on from the beginning. Knock on wood, Karina. I think so. <laughs> That's a, amen to that. That's what I say. It's uh, everyone is 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 here for a reason, and when you find that reason, and most of it is to help people. I'm helping people with my business and with my podcast, with my radio. I'm helping people. Um, all, all the time and I feel great doing it but I, I feel from all everything that I've done up to when I started doing author assist um it was meaningless it, it was getting up in the morning doing a job that I didn't want to do I didn't want to do it um unfortunately I mean uh, it was bad health and disability and everything that got me to follow the path that I'm supposed to be on, um, unfortunately. But now that I look at where I am and the family that I have and the support that I have and where I am and where I'm going, and I know that that's where I should be from the beginning. I wasn't, but it was learning. It was all, all of that before was learning to get to this step to get to the right path. And I think that's exactly what you've done. You've took that journey and you're now where you should be. I think, and I, I think you tell a story of pretty much all of us to a point where you could kind of, and not just authors to a certain extent, but creatives in general. And the further I go with it, it seemed real complex. Like, how do I find the best me? And what do I do all with, with how do I, solve the riddles of life and as you get older and mature and these uh, your your mortality makes you look at certain things but I think the best thing you can do is have a healthy curiosity when you wake up in the morning and you're like is this what is this what it's supposed to be to be curious about it challenge it see see okay what if I quit my job what, what would I do what do I like to do what would people pay me for what do people seem to find value in me about if I told a story which one would they want to hear and, and if you dumb it down from like finding your life's purpose to just exploring a curiosity the same way a child would, you, 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 you stop overwhelming yourself, which is what yeah. I think a lot of people do. You, 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 you don't, you're not going to press yourself to find this path. It's, it's not going to appear to you like that. You try this, you try that or whatever. It will come when you least expect it. 
And when it does, you know that you're doing the right thing because you feel it in your heart. You and it's know, about spirit. And like I can, when you first came, again, when I checked you out, watched some shows, and it was like the spirit just emanates immediately. And a lot of people will come up. I'm assuming it happens to you because I can, I'm doing it to you now. Like, Karina, you have a great spirit. It's just illuminates off you when the person first start talking to you but I bet it feels good to say like hey I'm just being myself I'm glad that you're I'm glad that you see it that way and you can tell when a person is because the person typically is content at that point in time and they not that they're finished but they understand their path where they're going that it's going to be hard and they smile because they're able to measure progress from day to day so so I mean so the the fifth book the the you call it the Black Wealth Bible? Yep. I'm a super, super, I'm about as, I guess, I bet every author says, like, this is the best book I've ever written. Um, <laughs> but again, in terms of the author's journey, or like feeling like, okay, this is my most authentic, authentic work, um, being terrified because it's the most honest, and the content, the subject matter, the relevance, the urgency that goes along with it, um, because a lot of that synergy of figuring out how to talk to my audience and my authentic self, um, I would like to share. I would like to create wealth for myself and my community. And this is probably closer to a how-to book, but I wanted to talk about the situations that we're issues. facing. Kind of, yeah, yeah issues, kind of bring some issues light to that them. everyone understands and knows is important and you want it to bring to, to light that those issues that you're facing over there now, we're facing in the world. Um, there's not a lot we can do about it, but uh, discussing it, talking about it, writing about it, I think it's all therapeutic, it's all closure, and it gives you, it must give you some, now that you've finished the book, you must have get, got some um, therapy from it, closure, it must make you feel like you know that, that it's, it's it's something you had to do you're glad that you've done it but you feel full you feel how can i say, enlightened about it you're you're taking on the form of a fortune teller now because like it but you're you're a hundred percent and that's why you see the excitement you're a hundred percent dead on a feeling like okay i think i got it um and it's not necessarily per se me coming out with answers. It is that hey, I wanted, how do I contribute to what's happening in my community as an author? How do I contribute as a real estate broker? How do I contribute? And again, in my way, a lot of what I talk about centers around business, but being able to put it in a more tangible language. So if you had a science experiment, you would first diagnose the problem. You would then create a test and hypothesis and then you would do an experiment to see if it works and then you would analyze that and you would just keep on it keep on it so um the black wealth bible goes very very in depth in a practical tangible way on what's happening in our community today from there we need to set a foundation okay now that we know things are screwed up we get that part but we can do something about it but it kind of needs to be a base so from the black wealth and quick segue from the Black Wealth Bible to the book before that, they're going in stages. Well, like you need a base and that's where you have the Black Wealth Commandments. Once we get to the end, I'm gonna tell your listeners how they can go get a free copy of that. 
Um, and then from there, getting directly into a tangible how-to. Not a motivational how-to, but go to this website, do this, do this, and do this, and we'll get the seed planted to get where we want it to go. Because you said something when you asked that question, when, when you said um, there's a lot going on and you feel like you can't do anything about it. And that same curiosity I told you about with me is, why not? Why can't we? And really, we're doing it right now just by engaging in this conversation about all your listeners and all your viewers are going to see it and all my viewers and listeners. And we may not have the answer, but somebody that sees this, it may inspire them to start thinking about it. And you'll look up and you'll have an army of people that want to figure stuff out. Now we're cooking Starts off small, doesn't it? Starts off small. Good. That's all it is. And <laughs> it, can, it can just grow and just explode. And I really, really hope that uh, works uh, for you with what you're doing. Um, let me ask you about uh, the, the real estate. How did you get into that and how's that going? And especially with the situation, is it, are you able to sell properties now? I mean, oddly enough, I am having the greatest time that I've ever had in real estate. Um, and again, keeping on, keeping on track with kind of the synergy that we have. The real estate thing came the same way to figuring out how to leverage a book. Um, I know if I want to leave the mark, if I want to make the mark and leave the mark that I would like to, I'm going to need resources. And real estate was always intriguing because again, from my personal situation, um, I, needed, I needed access to wealth building strategies that had low barriers to entry. First one being like, okay, are you a convicted felon? So if you if that's a question, I wasn't going to make it. And real estate seemed like something where like you just you could learn it and you could apply it. And I got the best advice that I'd ever get from a friend of mine, his mom. She's a mortgage broker. Um, she said, get your license. Because I started at one of those seminars where they, you pay them thousands of dollars and they say they'll teach you how to do real estate and you'll be rich in six months. That didn't work. No, um, no, no, no. Oh dear. <laughs> So you said, get your license and figure out figure it out along the way. And it's similar to leverage in the books. So I went and got my license um, with an understanding that like, strictly, I want to get into investing. I want to help people in my community invest in it. And that was six, seven years ago. And again, that's coming full circle, but it all relates to the same process of trying to leverage a book or trying to solve any problem, uh, parenting anything i mean did you did you have the the love for that i mean did you have qualifications for it i mean you um, can you can you just go out and say right i'm going to sell some property i'm going to go and get my license and i'm going to be a real can. estate agent technically you can um but to me the people that are successful and the people that are not successful they follow the same principles that you talk about on your show. It's a lot about your mindset when you go into that. It's gonna, it's it's investing, it's gambling, it's it's risk involved. Now, property is a more safer, tangible item. Like people aren't gonna wake up one day and not need a, not have a need for four walls and a roof. Um, but it is something where you got to understand that like there are gonna be challenges every day, and being able to manage those challenges so your own personal habits, mindsets come into play. But it's the same as any business owner. You're just, each property represents its own business. So again, as I started to grow in my business or even started to grow as an author, there was growth in that sector as well, but it was applying similar principles to keeping my room cleaned every day. 
Have the you, habits that go into that are the same habits that go into success. Have you always had the gift of the gab? Have you always had that? If you would, probably, uh, my degree is in theater. Uh, ah. My, I've been a bartender. I've done music. Um, I've been in upper upper management and sales. Uh, that's kind of that was my professional start. Um, yeah, people say yeah. Definitely, yeah. I mean, doing a job like that and being able to be confident enough to talk about your book to anyone. I mean, I can see how confident you are from the beginning when we first started talking that uh, that's that's always been inside of you. You've always been able to express yourself and to get what you need to say across easily. Um, I think as, as you grow as an author, as you grow as a person, you get more and more confident. I don't want to get too cocky, mind you, because <laughs> that's uh, going the wrong way. But um, so, so Marcus, what's next for you? Because you, you, like you said, you've gone full circle. You've, you've succeeded in what you planned to do, what you wanted to do. So how do you move forward now? Karina, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to, I'm going to share. I'm going to enlighten. I'm going to uplift my community. I'm going to make myself a lot of money along the way. I'm going to meet a lot of fantastic and interesting people like you. And the goal at this point is when I leave here uh, for people to say that was a good guy, even people in Greece. So that's my work here is continuing, continuing to create content, create things that my readers and my audience want to hear, even as that audience grows, uh, to stay relevant, adapt and leave a mark. So when I'm gone, I won't be forgotten. It's, uh, I don't know if you've done it yet, but my one piece of advice to you will be to do an audiobook. If I could show you my to-do list from 10 days ago, that was, yes, I've been researching it. See, you're like a fairy godmother. You know that? <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Yes. The reach, people. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. You're my conscience. You're my conscience this you, morning. You, because just talking with you now and everything you've said, everything you've expressed, if I was listening to that on an audio book, I think it's just so motivating. Uh, I'm, I'll give you one quick sidebar. It is, but I think our job, and again, I think me and you kind of have the same job, just reading your energy. It blows my mind how what you just said has been put in a category of motivational speaking. Like if you were sick and I walked up to you and said, take two Tylenols and get some rest, you would think I was just trying to help you. You wouldn't think I was motivational speaking. So when we're talking about like, how do we help ourselves improve? You just gave me a tip that could help grow everything. And we've got to a point where that might be considered motivational speaking, like you're uplifting me. We're like, no, you're just helping person to person. And I think we need to remove that connotation that if you're telling somebody that they're capable of something and to keep striving and to, hey, you might be able to improve this way, that shouldn't be motivational speaking. That should just be how we speak to each other every day. It should. It most definitely should. Was... Too, much, oh, too much optimism this Friday morning. I know I, I, sometimes I go overboard, but I no, think it should be that way. It's just, I, I can just imagine someone listening to the audiobook and listening to you speaking as we've done now, just casually and just discussing anything and everything. You don't have to follow um, a, a rule 
of, of what you're going to talk about. You just start talking and let it come out. And as that is the best kind of audio book that you could produce. Hmm. Now you're giving birth to ideas, Karina. You're going a step further. I, I just think uh, you can have, you, your marketplace will explode with an audio book. Uh, you've got now those people that don't read a book, you've got, you've got them now because you've done the audio book. And I'm not talking about doing one of your books into an audio book. I'm talking about you talking about just like we are now about what you've done, what you want to do, what's happening, what you plan on doing, how people can help, what they can do, how to step up, how to get up in the morning, look in the mirror, smile, say, you're going to have a brilliant day today and enjoy your life. Yes, and I didn't, your women are smarter than men. And if I get killed for that, I, I will. But women are smarter than men. When you first said it, I was completely in audio book. I didn't catch up to where you were to like five sentences into your next book. Like, yes, this is more, it's more closer to probably a podcast. Um, what you're describing, finding interesting people. And again, I was a step slow. You can so do you're both. Smarter than me. You can do both. You, because again, you've got those people that listen to podcasts and then you've got those people that listen to audiobooks and you're, you're closing the market, you're taking them both. There's nothing stopping you from doing your podcast and talking like you are now. There's nothing stopping you from doing that audiobook and, and doing both. Why not? The world is your oyster, Marcus. I will, if I could find your voice on like a ringtone that I could like download, I would let you be my subliminal Wake up, Marcus. Go farther. <laughs> Continue to work hard. Like that voice is soothing, but at the same point, you you speak in truth. You speak a lot of truth. And like um, with my audience, you grow with them. I have a very no nonsense audience where they can they will read it immediately. Um, and a lot of times, the gloss doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it comes down to as a person speaking truth. And again, like I think with certain people, it just shoots off of them where I, I feel like I'm gonna get off this, I'm gonna get off your show and I'm gonna be like, I'm going to feel what you're telling me that I make people feel. And it's like, hey, that's, that's big. And it's just person to person it talking to more people. It is big. And, and, and it can get bigger because like I said, you do that podcast show, um, you don't have to do it every day. Do it once a week, you do it once a month. It doesn't matter. It's you coming across, it's your authenticity that is coming across in the podcast because it's not just you having guests, it's you talking and putting yourself out there and opening yourself up. And your readers who already know who you are, they get to know you better. But you also, you right now your marketplace, you've got your marketplace like this for books, okay? Podcasts, we're talking now, audio books, we're talking, you know, and if you, you close, you've got your book, you've got your audio, you've got your podcast, and you're open then to the world. That, you know, you're open to everybody. And, and if you really want to get that message out and you really want to, I'm going to say that again. I know you hate that word. You really want to motivate people <laughs> into stepping up and doing something instead of saying, 
I can't, but you can, even if it's that small, then you have that chance, you, ha you have that platform, and you certainly have the, the uh, gift of the gab and the um, personality to do that. Motivate, the word motivate sounds better when you say it, so you get a pass. Uh, and then second to that, like, I take, I take things like what you just said, and I think it, it will resonate more on my spirit, more so than you're seeing this conversation. And I'll look at that as being like our bond. Well, like, you planted that seed. So when we touch bases, I'll feel that energy. And I want to say it like, hey, remember that conversation we had? This is where I met with that. This is what I tried. And that's the same thing with a client. Like where we have something in common where you brought extreme value to what it is I'm trying to do just by taking a few minutes to listen to me. So yes. now I feel even in a relationship with a customer and a business, now I feel like not necessarily repay you. I could send you a briefcase with a lot of money in it. That would be great. <laughs> but the best way to repay you is to show you that like your, your time, your advice, your words matter. And the content was, it was real. And it wasn't just a, for show that I said, Karina, that was great. Showing yeah, you like, yeah. hey, I really took that to heart and do it. And to me, just build, if you take those types of relationships, those simple things, you'll look up and this, the world is just better because it's like, hey, I'm going to every situation how can you help me and how can I help you every single time? And when you come through, you get undying connections, you get closeness, you get everything. So I'm, I'm with. You know, they, they say they say when you you give, you get back in return. And you don't give to get back. But if you do, then you get back. And I believe that that if you give your time, you give your your expertise you give help you give advice you're going to find something come back to you in return and whether it's just the feeling of I've helped somebody I feel good I, I, I did good today or whether whether it's something comes up this opportunity comes up you never say no never say no doesn't matter what it is because if you try it and it works out then you are going up that ladder. And if it doesn't work out, so what? As long as it didn't cost you anything. You know, opportunity knocks, you take it. You open the door. You and take like, it. What would be even, sometimes what's even more curious when you, when you talk on that subject is the weird places that the, um, the mile markers and uh, the help comes from. So this morning I got nuggets from the pretty lady from Greece. And you never would, you won't wake up like, oh, I, I, you just wake up trying to be a better person every day, trying to help people, trying to make a living. And you'd be surprised. It's the, you see the billboard as you're driving down the street, or like I say, you're on, a, you're on the show with the pretty lady from Greece, or you're, you, you get something in the mail or somebody says something to you that you remembered from two years ago. It's so amazing, like where the inspiration comes from. And sometimes when we feel a little bit off, it's about, it's not always about being positive all the time. It's about being clear. So mm -hmm. when you're getting these things, you're able to receive them, interpret them, and move forward and take advantage of them. Most definitely. Well, Marcus, it's the end of the show. So why uh, don't you tell all our listeners and our watchers, because this will be an audio podcast as well, uh, where they can find you on social media, where they can find your books as well. 
I will do that. First and foremost, though, Karina, I want to say thank you for having me on the show. I do a lot of these things. Yours is different. It's thank different. You. It's fun. Um, and like I said, it's much more personal. And to me, that makes it more real. And with my audience, that, ma that makes a world of difference. Uh, so first and foremost, thank you. And thank you for just having the platform, a place where, where authors and people can talk and they can go and it goes like this. So first and foremost, thank you. Um, but down to business. <laughs> for all those amazing uh, viewers, listeners to your show, please do come check me out at theblackwealthbuilder.org. I have goodies for you once you come. I won't tell you what they are. I just want you to go there. Um, I don't do the weird... I won't call it weird, but uh, a lot of the initial stuff on there, I'm not trying to do an information hack and, and get secrets to your life. I want to give you something first. And then if you like what I'm talking about, you can come back and I would love to strike the same dialogue with the person that we struck on this show. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, that's theblackwealthbuilder.org. And you can also follow me on social media at theblackwealthbuilder, all lowercase, all one word, Go to my site. I have goodies. I have goodies for all the little Karina fans out there that support her. I want to show you my appreciation. Are you on Facebook? Are you on Twitter? Are you on Instagram? Are you on LinkedIn? Are you everywhere? I am primarily, okay, this is, I'll need another Karina uh, intervention for this one. I am actively, I'm IG, Facebook, but a lot of my other handles are all over the place. I have a meeting this afternoon. And again, a lot of that synergy that we talked about with the books, I'm bringing to the professional as well. So it's one link, when you get the LinkedIn, it'll be for every channel that I have. So see that the next time we talk and we will talk again, I'm gonna be better. <laughs> It's been wonderful chatting with you, Marcus. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it was a, the pleasure was mine. I look forward to speaking with you again in the future. And again, thank you to yourself and all of your listeners and viewers.